You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. They're correct. You're in here stadium time, 8, 10 p.m., 10 minutes after 8, Central Standard Time. The digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, brought to you cordially by Champs Chicken and Harvard by the good folks at collegeandmagnolia.com. The corner of Auburn and the internet. I'm Son of Crow, at Son of Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, amateur statistician, the engineer, a guy who doesn't know what a digital clock is, what no, what an analog clock is, Ryan Starrett. Sorry, man, but Tennessee's our biggest rival. And to the other side of me giving you full Fort Payne ASMR is a man who has seen 311 10 times. AU Chief. Amber is the color of your energy. Greetings, Georgian Truthers. Auburn Soccer didn't play this week, so we can't talk about that. We are going to talk a little basketball. We're going to talk a little baseball. Are there some games? Hey, this is March. Yeah, Yeah, it is March. We'll talk a little baseball. We might even get into a little football rosters. But first, Ryan has to do trivia. All right. I have two trivia questions for you guys tonight. Speak up, Ryan. There's going to be one for each of you specifically. Okay. So this first one, this is for Chief. Auburn has had one basketball player from Fort Payne. Who is he? Nathan Watson. Too easy? Oh, yeah, way too easy. I played t-ball with Nate. Well, okay. <laughs> we played t-ball. We played basketball in high school together. So I've known Nate a long time. Okay. Name all the members of the band Alabama. That's Rand- even easier. Randy Owen, Jeff Cook, Teddy Gentry. Um, and those are the only real members. Uh, Mark was the drummer, Mark Herndon. And um, he was just an employee. And you just know him by Mark. Mark. No, Mark. Mark is the the nicest one. Um, but no, yeah, I know all of them. Oh man, I don't know them. That's some Fort Payne knowledge. <laughs> all right, so Chief, bring it the Fort Payne. We went to the same high school. Is that Fort Payne High School? Go Commodores. There's only one. We no, com- Wildcats. No? We talked about Wildcats. I said, <laughs> yeah, black and gold. <laughs> all right, Ryan, give me my trivia question. I know all it's right, going to be harder right. than that. There have been five. Plus one currently, basketball players from Texas. Who are they? A little more difficult. Plus one currently. Javon. Oh, right. So he's, turns out, Javon. I assume he's from Texas. He, he is Texas. from Texas, but he was born apparently in Louisiana. Yeah, happens. Because I've heard both. People are like, oh, Louisiana native. I'm like, he went to high school in Texas. So I don't know. You know, Jeff Simmons from Texas. Houston's basically New Orleans. Houston's pretty close. <laughs> it's pretty close over there. Plus, a lot of people left after right. one or two hurricanes. Which could be how he... Uh, could be. No. Uh, okay, Javon. Javon. I'll give you a hint. Varez Ward. The most recent, or I guess the oldest player, started playing in 2000. Okay. So they're all your time frame. Varez Ward. Javon McCormick. What, what Varez actually isn't on this list. How? He might have been wiped out. I'm, 
Yeah, I'm you not might. gonna put that across the I'm looking. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. I'm looking at the uh, the Auburn uh, record book, and he said he may have been wiped out from that. They ain't alive. Did we have to forfeit? Did we have to vacate any wins? Because no, we didn't have there. any wins. Yeah. Man, I tell, was, tell us about Verez Ward. When Verez Ward signed with Auburn, I was super excited because he was a big time recruit out of high school, went to Texas, and he was a big time high school player in Texas. Goes to UT. Rick Barnes gets him. He's another like in that line of Texas point guards back then when they had DJ Augustine and some good point guards. Then homeboy like gets hurt and then gets passed up by, Oh, what's his name? He's a Venezuelan guy made for Texas. Anyway, doesn't matter. Happens. He transfers to Auburn and I'm like, Holy moly, we got a real deal point guard coming in to, and, a, and a guy with some experience on a team. Was that, pretty young. that was, uh, this was Lebo's Le- no, like, well, did he come? Cause I, I feel like, his last year, we were already in the arena, right? I don't no, know. Man. I don't remember. What years, Ryan, was for us? Oh, you don't have it with you? No, I'm working on my Your Wi-Fi just went out. Oh, no. That's not good news. <laughs> uh, Verez Ward <laughs> is best known by Auburn fans as the guy who was busted for um, throwing games? Like shaving points? <laughs> Point shaving on a team... That didn't win any games. That needed no point shaved. Yeah, like yeah, it was very strange. I wonder how. I, w- I would love to know what his success rate was in terms of against the spread. Because yeah, we were not a, we were not a good basketball team when he was here. Perez Ward's actually from Montgomery, hometown, Alabama. That's what the that's, website. Okay, was. so that's probably why he came to Auburn. Then he, close no, to home, went to high school, high school in, in Texas. Yes. Yeah. I see the Patterson School in the North, North Carolina. Mine, there you uh, go. The official Auburn of mystery. Is Texas next to high school. Because well, he transferred from <laughs> the University so. of Texas. I guess okay. so. So I guess he wasn't a high school legend in Texas. I had that fact wrong. Three-year letter winner, two-year starter at Jeff Davis High School in Montgomery, Alabama. Wow. wow. JD. So he was a big recruit by Rick Barnes from across the country, which he was known to do. Hmm. How did Bruce? So he, his know, freshman year would have been 2008. Or I guess his first year at Auburn, rather. Would have been 08, my last yeah, year. His, I take that back. He was at Texas in 08 and 09, came to Auburn in 2011, in 2010. Yeah, his last but year. But he had to sit out because I think he got a away. Yeah, right maybe now. 2011. Yeah. Uh, um, so these are Barbie teams. Though. 10, 11. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking he played for Barbie. There you uh, go. In the arena. I was excited when he got here. And he did not. I think he's one of those guys who. Uh, probably thought out of high school that he was going to go to the NBA. And for every man in the world, at some point, it hits you that you're not going to be a professional athlete. Except for very few. And w- what you do with that... What are you trying to say, bro? Realization. It's going to happen to you, Chief. You're, one of these days you're going to realize you're not going to be able to go pro. Man. It's going to be a cornhole circuit. I don't believe it. <laughs> Once you... Whatever you do with that realization really defines a lot of the rest of your life. Like, yeah. are you going to be bummed forever and ever? And with, with him, you could tell he realized that when he got to Auburn, probably. It was like, look, people don't transfer, sit out, go to the school in the SEC that's finishing just buck naked last, and then go to the NBA. So how am I going to make some money? What, Shady? Talk some bookies. What else would you do? What else would you do? <laughs> we not, I know we weren't paying people yeah. to play basketball here under so, Tony Barbie. He complained about it a lot. Right. We didn't have Nike. 
But, by the way, who saw it burn? Oh, so it was this year. Five years. Th- th- today. Today. Yeah. What a bizarre tweet in so many ways because... <laughs> the best. The, who saw it burn? the greatest... Look, I, I don't know how many of you enjoy Twitter these days. That was, oh, that yeah. was the, Twitter's peak moment for me. That was it. Every, it's been down, way downhill ever since. Five years ago, he was still the coach. Yeah. He was, that would have been 2014. He was trying to connect with people. And it's yeah. like he just found this out. Was that as that, he was getting fired, more or less. Yeah, more or less. He had just found out that the barn had burned at some point. And, yeah. and probably was told, oh, yeah, that was the old, um, where they used to play and the old practice facility for a long time. Yeah. Um, and he must be like, oh, man, that's rad. That's I'm rad. Hey, everybody, who saw it burn? <laughs> well, anyone watching TV saw it burn. Um, I it was in the middle of a game. Yes, it, it was in the middle of a What year was this? 94, right? Yeah. I it was in the middle of an LSU game. Right? 94? I think that's right. That's what I was going to say. But the funniest part about that was he was no longer the Auburn basketball coach, like, pretty soon thereafter. Like a week later? Yeah. That was like, he was... He was was he desperately trying to connect, or was he giving a signal that he know the rotting was on the wall? Maybe. Maybe. So, Crow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back to the question. I don't know, Ryan. <laughs> I, I'm from guesses. We don't have, like, a Texas radar. Texas we didn't all meet up at Whataburger and talk about it. Derek Bird? I don't know. Malcolm Canada. From oh, Austin. That's right. From Austin. But Austin. he grew up in Memphis, I believe. Malcolm Canada. Your book calls Austin. Right. Donnie Colton. I think he was a walk-on. Who? Mm. Yeah, he played from 2000 to 2003. That was my time. Kelvin Lewis. Oh, Kelvin. Oh, 2007. Okay. Both of those guys from Fort Worth. Kelvin Lewis from Funky Town, Texas. <laughs> Casey Ross Miller. Oh! Oh, Grand Prairie. Man. man. G- <laughs> Grand Prairie is a fun place. That's a good Here's a funny thing. I feel like someone mentioned Casey Ross Miller in our group chat today. It wouldn't surprise me. James, probably. James Casey. is a big... James Jones is a uh, big hyphenated name fan of he's, he, Auburn well, basketball. No, he's a he's a chronicler of the terrible years of Auburn basketball. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty funny. He, he, he is uh, almost as obsessed with it as I am with 2010 football season, <laughs> which I'm still working on that podcast. I, it's going to happen. 2012. Yeah. yeah, 2012 football season. I just need to figure out how to get some stuff cleared, like some audio. So I want to, I want to like play like Rod calls of like call it American fiasco. Yeah, exactly. Auburn, Auburn's burning <laughs> again. Who saw it burn? <laughs> Do uh, saw with an AU, or you could just put like the saw road to, looked like the movie saw. <laughs> yeah. What did yeah. uh? Gus said we went from the outhouse to the penthouse. Mm-hmm. I could call the podcast like the road to the outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, Dwayne Reed, last one from Houston. Oh, oh man, I freaking love Dwayne Reed. That guy could play. Here four years. So just Dwayne Reed was on, the, on those teams at the end of the Quantes Robertson years. Mm-hmm. And well, correct me if I'm wrong, he, he was around on that, he was on that 08 team that went to the NIT. 07 to 2010. That was a yeah. fun team. That team was, was, it was really the only. Really burned. He, that team should have gone to the tournament. It, from. After that Sweet 16 team, it's the only team that was fun to watch. The only team that made any postseason. From then? Well, that team needed an SEC tournament. It needed to win one game, if I remember correctly, to kind of be a lock in the NCAAs. But everyone thought, oh, even if we don't win a game, we're probably still on the bubble. 
we were on the bubble, we didn't make it because of like, I want to say Stanford with somebody. I think Jim yeah. Stanford made it ahead of us and they had like less wins. It was really lousy. That team, that team deserved to go to the tournament. That, that was the best team in, when we were in the wilderness that we had. Could you imagine had that team made the tournament how Auburn basketball is different today? Could be. Jeff Lebo may still Brent, be here. Perez Ward is shaving points on a decent please, team. Uh, yeah. Please. I might throw up. <laughs> or I still have the Jeff Lebo. Guys, I, Ryan. We Ryan, had to get to every, Barbie to get to Bruce. People, people despise Tony Barbie. I really did not like Jeff Lebo's basketball. I, Brian asked me if Chief was going to know the answer to that Fort Payne question. I said yes. But then I said, well, actually, I don't know. You forget how bad Auburn was in 05. <laughs> no. And then I looked up. Auburn averaged 65 points per game in 05 and led up 67. This year, Auburn is averaging 80 points a game mm-hmm. and is letting up 69. Yeah. The funny got- thing is, when I asked Crow, if he, if I asked him if Nathan Watson rang a bell, what uh, was your response, Crow? Is that my sweet mate? Yeah. I had that a sweet mate freshman year named Nathan. <laughs> Nate was a Nate was a really good player though. He he um he could shoot the three ball. He wasn't as good in college at shooting the three balls he was in in high school. He, um, his specifically his junior year in high school um, when we had our best team that we ever had. He had a bunch of guys. He was better shooting off off of a pass, but yeah, was a dribble. He wasn't great at creating his own shot. He got a little better at that in college. Um, Most people, it's more difficult to shoot off the bounce than it is off the catch. So uh, unless you're Bryce Brown, but he, you know, he was a walk on. He was a, he was an invited walk on. Um, played two years, <laughs> played really well in uh, against Carmelo Anthony in the Sweet Sixteen uh, game. Um, shut him down when he was guarding him, basically, and then earned a scholarship off the back of that and other other things. He had uh, the previous year he had won, or maybe it was that year. He uh, he hit a game winning shot against LSU. Um, did some other things. Uh, and he went on. He he was he was a really solid player. Um, he would have just been a guy. I mean, this team. He's maybe our sixth, seventh guy off the. Off. I mean, he might be a, a Cole Blackstock. No, not not nearly that bad. <laughs> the engineering. No, no offense. No offense to Cole Blackstock. He like Best tackle Nate can still basketball court this year. Nate yeah. can still play on this team because he could shoot the three ball and he could defend um, against SEC opponents. Um, but he was the best guy on the team for a while. Um, we had Marco Killing before Marco Killingsworth left. We had him. Um, I can't remember if he played a year with Tony Douglas or not. Man, you're talking about some players. I, if Lebo had kept Killingsworth and Douglas, Lebo's still a coach. <laughs> yeah, because that team probably makes the tournament with those two right. guys. Um, but anyway, that that's that's where we were. We had a guy that was a, a solid rotational guy. Yeah, um, starting. His last couple of years, Chief. What is the best thing an Auburn team in any sport can do? Shoot three. No, no. any sport. No. The best thing an Auburn team can do. There's not. Well, there's threes in uh, football. Is beat, beat Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, that's true. Beat Alabama. Did Auburn lose to Alabama in basketball this year? I don't think so. No, did not. Auburn beat Alabama 66 to 60, which was a very low scoring game. Yeah. That was like a Jeff Lebo game. Bama played some really great defense in that first half. Yeah. Um, they were they were just not giving us any good looks. Hey, that's not that's not a bad team that they've got. That is an really extremely talented team. Probably 
in terms of recruiting rankings, a more talented team than Auburn puts out. Yeah. But. Well, the, so in this whole time that Auburn's been, has struggled and then we're, we're trying to get back to being good over the last few years, Bama has been fairly consistent. Their issue's always been. They underperform. They underperform their talent. They've been, they've been suit, way more talented than Auburn yeah. has. They mismanaged talent. Um, and, and now <laughs> Auburn. I mean, now we haven't really caught them on talent. I think right. they're still more talented than us. Oh, for sure. But um, we're, I mean, we're killing them. We we shoot the three really well, and they don't defend the three really well at all. They did the first half of that game. Yeah, we actually shot the three terribly in this game. I know. Well, they weren't giving like like I said, they defended the three really well at the beginning of the game, yeah. and we missed the good looks that we got from. That's them. kind of been the, the the blueprint to beat Auburn this year is just guard the three point line, right? Make them take it to the basket. And we've seen Auburn kind of figure that out and, and you know, beat people inside. And that's kind of what happened in the second half of this game. Well, I think that's when you saw um, Alabama lose steam down the stretch and why Auburn was able to come back. We made them run. Because we made them run. And, and having to defend that far out for that long will wear just wears you out. Right. And Chumo Kiki, who we know the Oregon True podcast was on Chumo Kiki early. I love Chumo. I said back in. We talked about him maybe being a, a first round pick. Yeah, before the season. Yeah, and that's almost he, where he's at. He's played like one in the last. Back month. in November, I said if we win, you can look at the line, and Chuba Kiki probably had a good game. And if we lose, you can look at the line, and Chuba probably did not have a very good mm-hmm. game. And it's true. Like this game, we won. Everybody else played horribly. <laughs> Shot the three bad. Chuba seventeen, fourteen, and three. Yep. 17 points, 14 double. rebounds. That's huge. That's, in, a, in a game where your team only scores 66, you get 17 of them and three assists. It was clear, like, it was was clear what we were going to do. Jared in this game. Yeah, yeah, at some point. Although Jared did turn the ball over a lot. No, but everybody turned the ball over like two or three times. And what, Jared have two turnovers? Like it's a, at this point, a bad game from Jared Harper it's, has it's, two turnovers. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I remember the first half of this game, People on Twitter were like, oh, we're getting a bad Jared game. It was a terrible Jared game. And I was like, I was one of them. We were getting a bad Jared game at that point. But again, like, (laughs) that he had had more, he had had the same number of turnovers in that half as he had the two games prior (laughs) combined. But it's still just two. A bad Jared game is, we are going to miss him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully not. Desperately. The team shot 28% from three. Do the math, grow. Not good. What we shoot from two? 48. And is three better than two? Not in that game. That game, they should have shot more twos. Yeah. 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 We, <laughs> it's one of the three times two is better um, than three. However, over a long enough timeline, it, the math will come out correct. A, a team that shoots 40% on three will shoot 40% on three. That's just what Auburn is, a 40% three-point shooting team. Correct me if I'm wrong, Bryce was just really bad from three. Yeah. Two, two attempts. He could not hit it. Yeah, Bryce was forcing. And I don't know, I'm not a good enough shooting coach yeah. to be able to look at what Bryce was doing to tell you if it's like he was. Well, oh, sometimes when you shoot like that, you are always, the ball's touching your middle finger last. It's your guide finger. Sometimes it's touching your front finger, your forefinger last. And then sometimes you get in trouble when you forget or it's doing the wrong yeah. one. You gotta get back in rhythm. I don't know if that's what's happened to Bryce, but it could have been, or it could have been just I wanna beat these guys so bad my yeah. last time to play them. Yeah. 
Hampton. And he was overshooting. Because a lot of them yeah. were, he was missing long. Yeah, well, usually what you'll room. see from Bryce yeah. is if he doesn't hit the first one, he'll shoot the first one either short or long. Then he'll shoot another one that's the opposite of that, and then he'll start hitting them. Yeah. Um, this game? There, he was missing them left, right, and center. So, yeah. Chuma had the 14 rebounds. Do you know what the split was, offensive versus defensive? No. Seven, seven and seven. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Seven offensive rebounds is a ridiculous number. Seven offensive. I remember there was a game. I don't know if you remember Andrew Bynum. Played for the Lakers. Played for the Lakers. And then, like, yeah. lost his mind. That's uh, what was. He played with Powell and Kobe. <laughs> when they exactly. One of. So he was the players. youngest player in the NBA at one point. I think it's like second or third year. He had 20. He had like 25 offensive rebounds in a game or defense. It, like one of them. Was twenty five in a game and zero of the other, and everybody was. It was I think it was offensive, and everybody was like, "That's the most demoralizing stat line." Like he, this one person had twenty five offensive rebounds. But in comparison, I think the Auburn record is like ten or eleven. That's yeah, Morris actually said twenty five. So for Chuma to get seven, to get fourteen rebounds and have them split that evenly. Personally, I don't know. A defensive rebound is great because it ends the possession. Defense is not over until you get the ball. But offensive rebound is demoralized. Especially, yeah. Especially when you're the guy scoring. Yes. Because <laughs> you, you have the grabbing ball. them and just putting them right back. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a huge, that's a demoralizing stat line. 14 rebounds, seven of them offensive. And then 17 points. Jared Harper had one assist, three steals, and 16 points. Only one three. Yeah. Jared Harper hadn't had many threes in the last couple games. Yeah. He's been um, to the he's hole. Been, he's been a point guard. Yeah. It's because he's got a little pressure taken off of him by a man named Chumo King. Yep. Alabama had 19 turnovers. Right. Can't win like that. And that was 11 steals from over. Sometimes you see it where it's like a team just has a ton of turnovers. The other team wasn't really causing them. You know, maybe they yeah. had you know, six or seven steals. It was 11. Pretty good defensive pressure from Auburn. And then Even when we weren't hitting shots. Auburn's played Pretty good defense the last month. So this last this week was a pretty fun little microcosm of can the team win two different two very different games. Because yeah. Alabama was a slog. If you're scoring under seventy, that's a slog in college basketball in 2019. That's like Big Ten basketball. Big Ten football. Any sport. <laughs> yeah. Low scoring, slow, ugly, a lot of missed shots, a lot of missed layups in that game. But you gotta win them. Turn around Saturday, an 84 to 80 win over the number five team in America with two guys that are probably SEC player of the year candidates. Yeah. And just looked great. Everybody looked good. Yeah. Okiki, 22, 5, 4, 3 from 5 from 3. Bryce Brown had 16, a big 16 points, mm-hmm. 4 of 9 from 3. Jared Harper, 8 assists. 16 points. And three rebounds from little Jared Harper. Three rebounds. One of them, he just jumped way up there and just snatched it off of uh, Schofield. I think Schofield. Auburn as a team had five turnovers. That's amazing. The the lack of turnovers against that really good Tennessee team. Because that includes Horace Spencer travels. Which you didn't Which have. Didn't Horace Spencer is zero turnovers. That includes starter Horace Spencer. Spencer. Yeah, that's no, right. Senior Nine. turnovers. Senior night horse pitcher. Like 19 minutes. Whatever. He always plays 19 minutes. Right. That's what you want him playing. 
Three fouls, two points. It wasn't a great game for him. He's now third. Rounds, so. Tied for third on the blocks list. All, all time. time. He had two of them in this game. Two of them. In about three would have gotten him third on on it. Yeah. That's two blocks for a consecutive. Where is Bryce on SEC three pointers made? He's got to be getting close. He's got to be getting close. He's played four years. Played four years and just shot the three for yeah. four years. Yeah. Look it up, Ryan. Look, Look it up. up. Probably the best game. I mean, you guys were there. Yeah, it was amazing. That is... I always hesitate to say it right after the fact. <laughs> that might be as loud and amped up as Auburn has ever been. It's pretty awesome. For, for the entire game. It's, because it uh, wasn't like, oh, this was a huge comeback for the last five minutes. And that's when they got crazy. This so, was this was probably the best game that's ever been played in Auburn Arena. Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. I mean, eighty-four to eighty. Two. It's a top five team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was this was a solid game. Slugging it out. Both playing. No, it wasn't much turnovers. Both defending really well, having to make hard shots. Um, Some really good players. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to the referees who are always bad, uh, obviously, because they get the crowd fired up when they make bad calls. Right. Let me so. let me jump in here. Bryce Brown probably won't reach the number one unless he has like the best tournament of all time. Okay. He's currently at three hundred and forty five threes, three career. The record's four thirty one. He's but, he's not gonna reach that. But uh, who? Chris Lofton, Tennessee. Ah, Chris Lofton. But he can get up to number two. He can get to number two easily. Who's, so who's, who's number two? Number two is Shan, Shan Foster. Number three is Pat Bradley. Number four is Allen Houston. How now he's within Houston? he's within twenty two of the second spot. Right, oh, yeah. right. Alan Houston was the man yeah. on some Knicks teams, like the <laughs> man. True, and Chris Lofton killed Auburn a couple of times for Bruce Pearl. A lot of people probably did in that time frame. Oh yeah, that's right. Two thousand five, two thousand eight at Tennessee. Guys, I it's it was awesome that game. It yeah, was so awesome to see us. Like that's the team that Auburn should have been all year. We trailed a good most well, of basically the, the entire first half and a few minutes in the second half. And I was a little worried. Last ten we minutes, only, we started pulling away. We were only up. We were down six, right at half. Down six at the half. We we got it. I mean, right they, back had, to they had shot eight and seventy something percent. They, they shot lights out in the first half. It was insane and. <laughs> My buddy Jeremy that I've mentioned before, he kept uh, he was like, "There's, I mean, there's just no way they'll shoot that well." I was like, "Did you see the Kentucky game? I mean, they kind of shot that well the whole game, but um, Kentucky played really bad." And they did, so, um, but Kentucky did it for a whole game against us. I mean, it, it can true. happen. That's true. It can happen. I I I, I was worried we because they kept us at that arm's length that whole right. Whole right. Grant Williams had a game, buddy. That's a good player. Great probably player. the Schofield had a good year, game, right? Yeah, yeah I, I would imagine Grant Williams. I mean, Grant Williams is a. I said before the game that Grant Williams is the third best basketball player, college basketball player, Auburn will play this year, behind Zion and John Moran. Do you think he's better than Cam Reddish and or at Cam? college basketball? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I don't think he's. I think he's. Uh, I think he's probably a first round draft pick. Maybe. Yeah, Grant Williams. He's, a, he's an inside out guy. Let me like, look right now. He is a tank. You guys player. are going to be surprised, but I think that he is not. He's, yeah, he's a yeah, late he's first. He's not second. listed as a first round pick. Chuba is, is listed ahead of him. A good game really? against him was huge. Yeah. yeah. It's, what? How tall is he? That, I guess that's. I can tell you that. Right that's the issue now. is that he, he doesn't shoot. Grant Williams is 6'7", 240. 
Yeah. So he, a, he's a tank. Big dude. He's a six foot seven power forward, but he's not things. the athlete that 6'6", 280 Zion Williamson is. So the difference Honestly, between the I first pick Zion in the draft. Way taller than 6'6". Yeah. Because Zion. 6'6", 280 is a little hefty. 280. It's hefty. It's, I keep it's saying, it's material. literally if Julius Peppers had been really good at basketball. Yeah. If Julius Peppers was just was good at basketball just because right. he was a freak athlete. Yeah. He but, played in North Carolina. Yeah. But it's like if Julius Peppers had been like, you know what, this football stuff, I don't I don't care about yeah. it. I'm gonna I'm gonna focus all my energies on basketball. Yeah. If Tega was playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. If Tega could jump out of the gym and was playing basketball. So why don't we see more guys play football and basketball? It's just, a grind. Just, just and the seasons the, counteract yeah. too much nowadays. Yeah. And so yeah, it's a lot easier to play grind. football and baseball. Those two seasons don't overlap. Not, not in college. You see them, I think you see it more at smaller colleges or if you're an elite. The only you see nowadays, really, you see it with track, is because it requires very little practice. Yeah, you yeah. can just be a fast football just player. just roll out there track. and do it. Yeah. I As mean, that's what, to like, that's what like Bo Jackson the did. Auburn receivers. Yeah. That's what Bo Jackson did for everything he did. Yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, well, Jackson didn't lift weights. Don't get me wrong. Track, there is coaching, there is practice, but it isn't like it isn't a uh, finesse sport like baseball, especially sprinting. Yeah, or craft. Yeah, so they and it's it, not cross country either. It is track. Sprint, sprinting. Mm-hmm. You don't see marathon. You have to train your muscles a little bit, <laughs> but yeah, you don't. Yeah. So one of the interesting things in this Tennessee game, the guy behind me pregame. Who I've, I've sat in front of them all season and I heard them chirping. And, oh, you know, this Tennessee team, they're not very deep. They got a couple guys that are real good. They don't have any depth. And I thought, hey, whatever. Yeah. They're number five. Yeah. They're Was he sitting behind you yes, to the you, left? You've sat there too. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, that guy knows what he's talking about. Right. He sounds like a. So it just kind of rolled off my shoulder before the yeah. game. Sure enough, I look at the box score. Tennessee has six players that scored. Yeah, I can only think of three bench players seven. played seven, four, okay. and four minutes. That's okay. They played six guys. This time of year, not college basketball, that isn't crazy uncommon. Right. Now, Bruce, six guys? Yeah. To be the number usually five. You're, usually you're, you're, you're whittling it down to about seven or eight. Right. Bruce is unique in that Bruce might play nine guys. If he's got them. Yeah, Denzel is the ninth. And essentially when Austin was playing, we were playing ten guys. Ten guys, which is very rare. Right. No one's going to get the minutes. You're playing ten which guys. Which when you're, when you're running a team like Bruce does. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. Depth. Super helps. And and I think that's part of what wore Kentucky or wore Tennessee down in this game. <laughs> was it the they only played six guys. Speaking of Nangel, the news of the week, Nangel was saying he's coming back. It's good. In a very cryptic tweet that I don't really know. He made a lot of sacrifices he for his teammates. Hates Auburn. I don't really know what was going on. <laughs> you could have told me he was saying he was transferring at the end of that yeah. tweet. <laughs> as far as I know. Yeah, that that's good that's good news for Auburn. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a guy that Knows the system. Want, wants a chance. Wants, wants to be a starter. So, we'll see. Also, based on NBADraft.net is where I was looking. Where they kind of composite a bunch of mock drafts. Yeah, them. I like them a that lot. That sounds like something that has to have been around since 1997. .net. I mean, the website looks it's like it's been around. pretty good for a basketball website, though, .net. It's true. It looks like it's been around for 100 years. So. Yeah, I'm sure it has. It's like an Angel Fire website. <laughs> Tripod? Yeah. GeoCities. <laughs> GeoCities website. Flash-based. Um, oh. It's not Flash-based. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, next on the agenda, Ryan, what do we got? 
Baseball. Uh, well, no, we got to talk about what's coming up in baseball. Yeah, we got right? tournaments to talk about here. Yeah, yeah right. tournament. We don't have to go super in depth because we don't really know what this game yeah, is. We don't know who we're playing. We don't even know. Even the first game for us is going to be either Missouri or Georgia. Who do we want? I want Mizzou. I want Georgia. Well, they both suck. So I want Mizzou. I'll tell you why. Georgia again. Yeah, this is why. Embarrassed Tom Cruise. I love that we are undefeated against Georgia. Crow and I are on the same same. The last the, nobody loves being Georgia more than me. I know, but the cost benefit is not in it. For me. <laughs> I don't know. We're already the sweep over Georgia and Alabama. That's incredible. If if Georgia were to somehow, I mean, the matchup is not great. No, Claxton. it's a bad matchup. Claxton's really good. Yep. It and, and would not big, shock me the if they beat us. Big long, can and shoot. I would really hate if they beat us in on a neutral court against Mizzou. If we lose, who cares? I don't really care. We're Mizzou. We're we. It might drop us to a Tiger six. Bros. Yeah. I, if we win, great. We beat Mizzou, and then if we beat Missouri, we would be playing South Carolina, and everybody's favorite, Chris Silva. God, this guy. Now, another guy who kills us, but <laughs> I don't mind because it's Frank Martin, and I like Frank Martin. Who doesn't? So uh, Frank Martin looks like a guy who knows where to get knockoff parts for a Chevrolet. <laughs> like if, if you were like, hey, look, I need. Like, I, I was going to say, in. he knows where he could bury a body. Yeah. And <laughs> it's the same spot. Would same help spot. you do it because he's yeah. <laughs> such a nice guy. Such a nice guy who looks like a villain. <laughs> yes. He's a great. He's, he's, I mean, is there, are there people that don't like him? Kansas fans. Oh, well. Because he used to smush them when yeah. he was at K State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, what, how did they look into that, that hire? That was a great hire. That was a really good hire. That was, that was the wave of SEC teams getting coaches they probably had no business getting. Yeah. Uh, Auburn he, Bruce Pearl. He got there, and it's the only team that might have been worse than Auburn when he arrived. Didn't they win back-to-back NITs at one point, though? When, when I was ago? in school, so yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. I remember South Carolina won back-to-back NITs, which is kind of a – I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but, it, I mean, it was kind of impressive. I know we beat You're them. Extremely good at being mediocre. I know well, we beat them in Barbie's final year, so. Right. And, like, I remember Auburn, as an Auburn fan going, I would love to at least just make the NIT. Oh, I know. Much less went back-to-back. So, yeah, you they know, were, they were better than Auburn. They, so, starting in, say, 2014. They've very rarely they been worse than Auburn in basketball. Very well, rarely. They had all four teams won. Okay, so, tw- so 2013, then, starting that season. Yeah. Conference wins, they went five in reverse order. Five, I think that four, was- two, five, six. And they had ten back in two thousand eight, so they had, they had a pretty rough stretch there. I think it's a lot of I think that was Martin's first year. Is that uh, that fourteen? It's not a Q one wins on the line, but then they yeah, made the like, SEC tournament. If we were to win that game against South Carolina, and then beat, and then you would probably have a LSU, LSU team who is in shambles, right? But but still a top still 10. a Q one <laughs> win, and then Tennessee and Kentucky in the championship game. <laughs> but there's also games on our. That we already games we've already won. Yeah, that if they have good tournaments could become Q one wins. There's Washington, A and M, and Florida are all right there, just outside Q one. Right, and if we could pick those up, that boosts now, our resume even more. Is there a chance of those guys knocking some of our other Q one wins out? I don't like think Florida? so. I think most okay. of our well, no, Florida isn't a Q one now. Right, but playing like. They would have to win some in the tournament. Is there a chance they could not? Right. Like I, I think like Ole Miss is well, it's a loss. But okay, is comfortably in enough that what they wouldn't get okay. knocked back right. to two. Gotcha. Mississippi State wouldn't get back up to two. Right. Um, 
So yeah, no, Auburn's resume is still very much in flux. No. Still really good already. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good resume. <laughs> Adding a signature win really helps. Yeah, it makes it to where if Auburn goes and you know wins the tournament, they could be a yeah. four seed. Yeah, you know what would also be great is winning the tournament. That if Auburn too. wins yeah. it, it's another banner to hang. Yeah, if Auburn wins it, you're a four seed. If you lose it, you're at worst probably a six or seven. Neutral right now, the prob- without it, we're probably a six. Right. So really, I've seen a lot of fives places. Oh really? Yeah, a lot of people are calling us. I would love that. I don't like that 5-12. Yeah, I don't have to that 5-12. be in that 8-9. The 12 win more than like, oh, that's awful. The 8-9 is awful, though. Yeah, the 8-9 is awful. Give me a 7 or a 1. Give me a 6 or a 7. Yeah. I like the 5-12 being the 5, as long as the 12 is not close. We were a 4 seed last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. What if, after this whole season, we were still a 4 seed? Oh, you mean after a season in which we have one more loss than we did the year before? And are better in like... So many Every game stats. This is a better year. This is the second hardest strength of schedule Auburn's ever played as a school, and we've won more than twenty games. Hey, you know what time? What kind of team is uh, set up to win a tournament? A team that shoots the three ball really well. Yeah. All you gotta do is get hot. Yeah. Auburn gets hot in the ACC tournament, and it's game. Once if Auburn were to get these rims calibrated like they do the home rims. I don't know who we might get a jungle us. to go to Nashville. <laughs> we see the same guys working on the rims. Yeah. I don't know about Bridgestone. I don't know how guys shoot there. We normally, I'd have to look at that. But if it's a place that they could actually shoot, I mean, just you, this could be a big deal. Just think about um, Bruce's what, second team. Yeah, that made the run in the uh, in the tournament with a uh, or was that his first team? It was his first team. With KT. KT, KT got hot. And and that was in Atlanta, though, right? Yeah, I think so. And we made it to uh, the semi, right? Lost to Kentucky. Yeah, who won it? Who had Anthony Davis? Yeah, yeah, he was all right. Yeah, he? I mean, they had Anthony Davis, and yeah, you know, they had Anthony Davis on their team. All right, so yeah, what it does is dumb. There's no reason Anthony Davis should be on the college basketball. Um, I like them because I like college basketball. Right, but what is the point of Anthony Davis playing against college kids? Champs and chumps, seniors, period. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, seniors. This, oh. this was kind of the class, and I'm going to include Malik in it, even though he's yeah. been here for four years. Uh, this was kind of the class that got Auburn to where it is now. Oh, no. But not Bryce Brown or Horace Spencer. Bryce and Horace are the foundations that, right. that Bruce Pearl's Auburn has built. Yeah. Um, and it kind of allowed him the next year to say, hey, I've got some, some pretty good basketball players. Hey, Mustafa, come play at Auburn. Yeah. Jared Harper, come play at Auburn. Austin Wiley. Austin Wiley, come play at Auburn. Yeah. Um, Without those guys, and actually, don't have Dangel was that same class. Dangel is actually in this class with yeah. Morris and Bryce. That's what I thought. And right. he just didn't get to play that year because of <laughs> stupid NCAA. The funny the guy thing went is, to, the Morris guy. is actually the highest rated recruit from this class. Yeah, he went to a prep school. Dangel did. He went to a prep school to improve his yeah. ACT score. He improved his ACT score, and the NCAA said, no, nah, it was too much. You're going to have to wait until we sort this out. Yeah. And then just never sorted it out. He was already enrolled. In, he had already taken a semester of classes yeah. at one point, and they were still saying, no, nah, we've got to sort this out. The NCAA is... They weren't exactly way. thrilled that Bruce Pearl was coaching the SEC again. Oh, that's, <laughs> I'm sure that's had a lot to do with it. But, um, and they just signed Dan Joe, who was actually a pretty highly rated yeah, guy. Well, not as high as Horace. 
We have several pretty good guys in that class, and several of them didn't. And make New it. Williams and I think New he Williams was in his class as well didn't ever really hand out at all. He was really. also a model. Did you guys know that? New Williams. Yeah. I know that Horace Spencer was the guy that Bruce Pearl said was the next Dennis Rodman. <laughs> it didn't quite pan out that. Well, he said he had did he has Dennis Rodman like game. Kind of does. I see it. Except that he's not like he doesn't. You don't go. All right, rebounding, sewn up. We got Horace on the court. It's true. <laughs> I don't. There's not something Horace does that you're like, all right. Horace Spencer is a elite blank. He's third on all time blocks at Auburn. He's a good. That's true. Maybe he is an he's, elite. He's a shot blocker. Pretty good defender. Yeah. Um, he's never. He gonna, he's never going to not try. He's not a great rebounder. Right. You're right. For that, a guy who who blocks a lot of shots, I will say. He does defend well. And those are not the same things. A lot of guys block shots and gamble. And yeah. Me. And they end up not being good defenders because they gamble too much. Yep. Horace blocks shots and also can can do a little one on one defense. Yeah, I don't I don't get terrified if Horace is on a having a guard of right big guard out around the perimeter. I'm like, okay, this is okay. Yeah, because um, he can move his feet. So going along with without the, the ball and being the champs, right. I want to give champs of the week to Auburn Arena as well. Yeah, the whole. Senior day was packed out. I mean, I got I got a little emotional seeing those guys in their last game at Auburn. Yeah, man. Well, those seniors too. Think about they, like the, I, the four years those guys have had as Auburn students, right. watching basketball. Those lucky sons of guns yeah. have gotten to see probably the best Auburn basketball has looked. Yeah, in many years. Meanwhile, I watched four just horrible years. <laughs> Even I the had, NIT year was theoretically after I graduated. I had one good year. I had, had zero good years of I mean, basketball. I'm, obviously, before I was watching Auburn basketball before you, so I yeah. I got to see the really good years. No, I, I didn't start watching. I wasn't a school here, right? I wasn't a student until then. <laughs> I, I used did, to think I, Rasheem Barrett and Quan Prowell were like the two best players ever. Yeah, yeah. Right? You ever heard of those guys? <laughs> exactly. Not a bit. I think Quan's still playing in Europe somewhere. Quantez is playing. I saw. I saw Quintez Robertson play in Frankfurt when I was living in Germany. How rad is that? The guy like, I watched play in college, I'm watching him play for the Fraport Skyliners in Frankfurt. Did you wear all your Auburn gear? Give him a no, look. but I didn't say War Eagle afterwards. I had an Auburn hat on. I saw um, uh, Nate Watson and Frank Tolbert play in uh, Waverly. No, no not a Solga. Do it just as a... little semi-pro basketball. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that was a Solga gym? Yeah, it was fun. Got to see the twelve finger man himself play play That's a little great bit. Gym. This was uh, probably five years ago. Now. Frankie twelve fingers, former former uh, Mad Ants player. Ah, in the, in the yeah. NBA G League. Um, all right, so we're gonna do champ chumps of the week. Yeah, a couple more champs. I did want to say uh, later on um, after the season's over, I I, I do want to go on a little sol- soliloquy for uh, Bryson. Yeah, we'll season's wait. not over yet. Season's we got some more basketball to play. April 1st. Chief, who do we see uh, pitching Saturday Jack. after after the basketball game? We went over to the parking deck. The the, uh, the time traveler himself, Jack Owen. Yeah. Right out of the 70s. I mean, just straight off of, just jumped right off a baseball card from the 1970s <laughs> and onto the mound. He had himself a game. Buddy, did he? We'll get into then, baseball in just a second. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to this. But kind first, of we're going to take a break. He was a champ. No chumps this week. Everything was awesome. Yeah. All right, well, now we're taking a break. Is it really football without a tailgate party? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Scott Armstrong of Champs Chicken and Beeline Foods. Let us do the cooking for your game day get-together. 
delicious Champ's Chicken is always a crowd pleaser. And with Beeline Foods, great selection of tasty snacks and ice cold drinks, including our awesome craft beer selection, we're your one-stop tailgating shop. Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Fuel up, eat, drink, and think like a champ. Opelika Road, next to Auburn Furniture. And we're back. Thanks, Jack. No chumps this week. Unless you, unless you haven't been to Champ's Chicken yet, then you're the chump if of every week. If you didn't watch some Auburn sporting event this weekend, you were the chump. I didn't actually watch the game. You kept up with it. I didn't. Yeah, you were I kept doing up with it. You were doing. Important. You were doing. Yeah, I was doing a little bit of humanitarian aid work, yeah, community service, doing a little bit of tornado relief. Got in Leroy's house. Needed needed his roof retarded. Did a little, did a little roof roofing. Did a little roof tarping. Did a little chainsaw work. It's a good day when you get to use a chainsaw. It is. I used one in my backyard when we moved in. Great. Something about it. Something about a chainsaw. Just I feel like, like a man. Yeah. It's like yes. Now I'm getting some dadgum work done. Then this beautiful cedar tree. The the thing I felt saddest down, about man. was that this beautiful cedar tree had fallen on oh, his shed. No. And I was like, this is a gorgeous piece of wood. But we had to cut it up. Hopefully he has a, he said he had a friend maybe that could help him out. But yeah, poor guy. Luckily his house only needed the roof retarp because literally two hundred yards from him it looked like a bomb had gone off. Yeah. And every tree in every direction was bent. Um yeah, the tornado relief work is gonna be going on for a while. A long time. Yeah. A long time. And I just wanna say, um an organization that we're friends with here East Alabama Youth for Christ is doing some tornado relief work. And there's a golf event coming up. And you're going to be learning more about it on the website. And actually, I believe Ryan's playing in it. You know it. Uh, and it's called the Iron Man of Golf. And when it goes up, we'll let you know. But you'll basically go to Iron Man Orange and True or Iron Man College of Magnolia. I don't know which one they're going to give us yet. IronManOrangeAndTrue.com. All one word, IronManOrangeAndTrue.com. And you can pledge. It's like a walk-a-thon, but with golf-a-thon. So we're going to try to make Ryan play 100 holes of golf in a day. Oh, but it's torture for you, isn't it? 100 oh, holes man. of golf in a day. It's going to kill me. And we're trying to do 25. It might actually kill me. 100 in a day? Trying to do 25 holes. That's, that's like five and a half rounds, guys. Whew. Yeah. We're trying to do $25 a hole raised. And that's a, that's a Monday, do. right? It's a Monday. So you know what that means. Take I'm going to do work. that. No, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to come talk to you guys. Absolutely. Can trip. you get that many holes hey, in one Hey, you know day? what? I know Josh Dub. <laughs> I know Josh Dub likes golf. Yeah, you think he's a Birmingham guy, is that right? Come on yeah, down. Come on down. Play. April 22nd, the Ironman of Golf here in Auburn at Indian Pines Golf Course. YFC rents the entire course out. You get to play up to, I think, three, three balls on a hole. So it goes a little faster than it normally should. But, yeah, come on down. If you like golf and you like helping out uh, teenagers in East Alabama, especially those who have been affected by uh, these horrible storms. So... It's April 22nd, Indian Pines Golf Course, Ironman of Golf. You know, um... You watched a little baseball, didn't you? Well, I did. I I was going to say, you know, the most time I've spent on a golf course. No, what's that? Uh, The closest I've come to playing a round of golf is uh, rolling trees. We used to park at a clubhouse and run across the golf course to roll people's houses and then retreat back into the golf course. That's the closest. You're only allowed to do that at Tumors, Chief. Come on. Well, yeah. I was 16, 17. If you come to the Iron Man of Golf, you will meet at least two-thirds of the Orange and True podcast. Maybe three or three. Maybe. We might even record an episode there. Might as well. 
Recorded from we'll, Indian we'll Pines. We'll record all <laughs> yeah. about that. Um, so yes, we did watch some baseball. Uh, Ryan and I were both uh, at the uh, parking deck. Uh, best way to watch a baseball game. That is the best way to watch a baseball game. Sorry, Aubrey, ticket office. Best oh. way to do it is at the deck. I haven't been in uh, the stadium since they've uh, started <laughs> serving adult beverages. Uh, but they don't really. It's only that one it's, yeah, spot. I, you have to stay over there, yeah, don't you? And yeah, you got to pay for so. them. You can't bring your own. It's true. It's true. So, again, to reiterate, the parking deck is the best place to watch a game from. It was, it was a nice little windy day. I love that they play their own music at the deck. It literally is like you're tailgating, and I, there happens to be a baseball game going on. <laughs> it was uh, it was fun. Um, but It was but, the easiest pitching performance I've ever seen. Buddy, he didn't have to worry about it. He was just slinging. Yeah, I mean, it, no, there wasn't much hard contact. I mean, almost none. Yeah. There were it, like, but I looked up and was like, oh, he's... He's got like two or three strikeouts. That's fine. So he had a complete game shutout? Complete game shutout. On less than 100 pitches. And le- do you know what that's called, Crew? A mat- you said a Maddox. Yeah, what does he- that mean? Greg Maddox was yeah. famous for throwing complete game shutouts for less than 100 pitches. Okay. That's Greg- very efficient. Greg that's Maddox is ridiculously efficient. Maybe the best pitcher of all time. Can we explain to Crow who Greg Maddox is? His brother yeah. was, a pitching- was a pitching coach for the Rangers. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that guy. That guy. Also, I think his brother coached the uh, Padres. Maybe, but anyway, Greg Maddox was uh, Mad Dog. Mad Dog Maddox. He, he was, I don't know about Greg Maddox. He wore like nerdy glasses. You no, know, and played baseball. Yeah. You no, know my favorite thing about Maddox is everyone's always trying to say, "Oh, he, he's just a control pitcher. He's like Greg Maddox. He doesn't have velocity." Greg Maddox was throwing ninety five when yeah. closers were throwing ninety five. I could throw the heater. He was, um, he was great. My my fondest memory of Greg Maddox is I thought I had this secret knowledge when I was a kid because I had a Cubs. Baseball card with Greg Maddox on it because you know he played for the Cubs first. Yeah, but not every kid knew that. Not every kid knew that. So I thought he was like a, an all star for the Cubs, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he uh, he was part of the three headed monster. He was he was the best one in my in so my. What we're saying, in is, my opinion, he was the best one of the three. What we're saying is Jack Owen is Greg Maddox. Yeah, nice. But maybe his father because he's a time traveler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he went back in time and learned the secrets of. The split curve, whatever. He's like worked that strike zone all the way out. He sounds yeah. like he's Australian. Jack Owen sounds like Yeah, that's an Australian name. Yeah, so it was a really good week for Auburn baseball. They swept Swept-up. all five games, and after, like, they kind of struggled on Tuesday. I mean, pit on pitching at least. Did but, we give up two runs all weekend? Yeah, from including the Wednesday game, we gave up two runs. Who did we play against? Uh, UTSA. The Texas Taco Longhorns? Yeah, yeah, buddy. Man, it's not that they're really called. They're like the Roadrunners, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Taco Longhorns is their nickname, as far as I'm concerned. Because <laughs> UT San plus Antonio. San Antonio. I like San Antonio. It's rad. San Antonio's probably one of my top five cities in the United States. It's hotter than I expected. That's, Texas the, that's the city motto. <laughs> San Antonio, Texas. Hotter than you expected. People were like, oh, yeah, it's, it's dry out there. It's really dry. It was, the most, it was way more humid than Alabama was at the same time. It was so San Antonio so hot. will jump up and bite you with some humidity. It was fun, though. I like and that. also traffic. Yeah, they love some humidity, heat, and traffic. It's a little Antonio. youth choir trip. I have, I have a great San Antonio story I might have to tell off the air. because I, <laughs> I should probably tell it on the air, but we'll do that later. Yeah. A bit you have to clear over. this one first. Yeah, you don't know the story yet. <laughs> yeah, Auburn baseball, trip. they're 14-2 they're yeah. now. Uh, just kind of cruising. we got conference play coming up. Yep. We have a road game at South Alabama, so if any of you guys are in Mobile, go check them out Tuesday. I really wish. To today, if you're listening yeah. to it on Tuesday. Right. I really wish I had um, my 
some of you may not know, my office that I work out of, I don't work at that office, is in Mobile. So I could have made this a work trip, but I, I have a prior obligation to take care of tomorrow. Being a father. Well, no. Uh, oh. Don't worry about that. Come eye on. appointment. As you hear, or as you're listening to this, I'm probably having laser sh- shot into my um, Whoa. eye. So. Red. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we have Tennessee this weekend. Freaking so we are Freaking laser beams. <laughs> Tennessee was the last undefeated team in the SEC, but they hadn't really played anybody. Just talking to our, our baseball expert, Drew McCracken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ain't like played 10. nobody. He had them at tenth in the SEC, despite being twelve and one as of last week. Oh wow! So, uh, how's, so okay. how's our strength of schedule looking like compared to others? Uh, yeah. Okay, I, think I mean, middle of the road. Nobody really plays that many people early, right? Right. I mean, when LSU Cincinnati's played Texas, LSU right, played right? Texas, and Texas swept LSU. Oh, so LSU played somebody and it bit them in the butt. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Should people schedule good teams in the no. non-conference? Well, taking your calls. Call on in. <laughs> All right. We've been teasing it for a few weeks. Are we ready? Go for it. Let's talk some football. Spring practice starts next week. I don't talk. We, no? <laughs> no, spring practice coming up? No. Nah. Go ahead. Uh, you don't even want to plug uh, Bo Nix? You go ahead. Spring no. practice. Bo Nix is going to be our quarterback. This is a basketball school, right? <laughs> Well, you we can keep teasing it. No, keep, keep talking. No, Gee, talk let me ask you a question. Talk about it. Your wife, not a huge Auburn football fan. No. Sure. No. Okay. How quickly would she tell you no if you said you had bought tickets to A-Day and you really wanted to go? <laughs> I've tried to get her to go before. Um, we have taken our son after the game was over. This was a couple of years ago. Um, I kind of just, I used to go to A-Day all the time. Used to be into it, and it used to get summer every time. Jeez. And used to think to myself, "Why am I doing this?" Yeah, and it's like seventy degree sunburn that always gets it. So finally, a couple of years ago, I was like, "I'm not going to do this anymore." <laughs> but then I was like, oh, "I really want to take uh, my son." Right. So, so he we, can see. We took him after it was walk. over. Went down on the field. Yeah, looks like we were there. Um, that's the only time I've convinced my. Should we record an episode from Jordan Hare? On <gasps> no, because no, I, mean, I have, have to go. go. <laughs> Ryan, I would literally rather get laser beam shot into my eyes than go to A-Day. <laughs> I, Here's I the thing. No, you people who are There are going to be people who watch this game live on the television. I've done that. I'll do that. I'll watch it on YouTube, and I'll speed it up. I'll go, okay, great. Or I'll do the highlights. Because now, it is meaningless football. When, when I say I'll do that, I'm not you know doing that. we're going to be talking about it all summer, though. Yeah. It's going to be dumb. <laughs> I really don't want to talk about it. Uh, Especially the quarterback battle. Oh, raging. gosh. I, when I say I'll do that, I don't mean I'll sit there and I'll, you know, get down and rub my hands together. And take notes. And take notes. I'll turn it on All and right, I'll do five something minutes, else. 42 you seconds. Do, yeah, the pregame cheer for the cheerleaders? Oh, let's go, Big Blue. Oh, let's go. I'll do anything but yeah, try. Screw, screw the white team. Go, Big Blue. Yeah. Anyway, so go ahead. We're going to talk. Okay, so yeah, let's let's go through the offensive depth chart. We're not going to do the whole roster tonight. You you kind of want to just speed through this, crew? Speed through it. Speed through it. How are we doing on time? We're. Let's see if we have time for this. Yeah, sure. (laughs) We keep teasing you. They're going to cut. We're fifty-five minutes in. Let's. If you're made this far, you deserve to hear. We know Lydia's been dying, dying (laughs) to hear this. Okay. You know, let's talk wrestling instead. No, we could. Okay. 
Becky Lynch we is could talk talking a lot of smack to uh, Ronda Rousey. We could talk some big cycling news. We could talk Zinedine Zidane going back. Oh, Zinedine Zidane going back to Real Madrid. Right? Real, Real Madrid, Madrid might be the champs of the week with that. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. They've won three straight. Supposedly getting leagues. a three hundred fifty-five million dollar purse to work with this uh, summer. So. Did you see the that's, jeans? That's gotta be Gucci. Speaking of purse, did you see the jeans that he had on at the? No, it's it's Jeepers. I can't imagine. Creepers. Those jeans were under more pressure than most of the players are going to be under the rest. <laughs> My gosh. So, <laughs> so quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, next. All, That's all, all, all available. All, all, they're all oars on the depth chart right now. Malik oh. Willis. Or. Gatewood. Or. Cord Sandberg. Or. Bo Nix. Or. I don't know why you listed the best one last, but okay. I mean. Bo Nix. This is the Seniority old, first. This is oh. one time that if we start a freshman. I'm not going to feel like the sky is falling. However. Well, the only non-freshman's Malik. I know. Well, Joey Gatewood's not I think we've talked about this. I think right. we've talked about this before. Ford Sandberg's a 24-year-old. All of Auburn's person. and Gus's eggs are in the 2019 basket. I know. That's, so that's a lot of pressure. pressure. So here's the thing. A lot of pressure. Does Gus go, Malik's been on campus. I know what I've got with Malik. I'm going to work with that. That's not great. Or do, does he go... This Bo Nix kid, I'm just going to win or lose, roll with an 18-year-old into I think he's just got to go with games. who looks the best in practice. I mean, you're who talking looks about, like a quarterback. You're talking about an 18-year-old who's got to go. Oracle. We play some Oracle. pretty tough away games next year. Yeah. Like some really tough away games. The good thing is we're starting with Oregon, who, you know, the offense should have <laughs> plenty. The good thing is. Yeah, have you seen Oregon? Have you seen well, the Pac-12 defense it's recently? It's true. Yeah, but they're going to score. Yeah. Yeah. Washington D was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, the good so, thing is we're starting with a top 25 team who returns a first-round draft pick at quarterback. Yeah. Great. Not a great That's defense. the good news. I don't know. I think Bo's, Bo's got a good shot of being the quarterback. I don't I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that... I look. I think. I think Joey Gatewood should start because I think very similar to why I thought Jeremy Johnson should have started, or why Ooh, I great think, logic. Yeah. Hey, where's this going? Or why I think that why I never thought Sean White should have started a game at Auburn. Yes, maybe Bo Nix's ceiling is higher than Joey Gatewood's, mm-hmm. but I think Joey Gatewood's floor is higher than everybody else's. Actually. No, Joey Gatewood's ceiling is probably the highest of all of them. If he is the athlete he is on video, his ceiling mm-hmm. is Cam Newton. I was about to say, the ceiling is that he's Cam Newton 2.0. Yeah. So that's the so ceiling. It's like a less than 1%. He chance. is, Jesus. I'm starting him. But he may, maybe, maybe I'm saying the opposite. Maybe Bo Nix's floor is lower than Gatewood's floor. But yeah, I think Gatewood's ceiling is higher than Nix's ceiling. Yeah, that's what Guys, if all else fails, hmm. we have Court Sandberg. If Gord Sandberg starts, the for professional this team, athlete. If Gord Sandberg starts for the Auburn Tigers next year, the guy is falling. So, so here's here's the thing. You will hear me talk about nothing but basketball <laughs> on this podcast. Here's here's the thing that I think does give Bo a, a leg up. He's gone his entire life being coached by a quarterback coach by his dad. That ain't coaching now. Yeah, it's true, but that means his fundamentals have not been... Um, Malik, Malik had, Willis, though, has had the last three years being coached by Gus. Good he thing or bad thing? You decide. Yeah, yeah, that's... Well, uh, that's and? I, don't, I am not deciding it. <laughs> Gus is. 
the guy who's coached in the last three years. Good thing or bad thing, you decide. Oh, that's the thing. Like, look, who who do you think is like should start versus who is going to start? Yeah, might be two different things. It would not shock me if the first half of the Oregon game, Malik Willis is the starting quarterback. Not at all. What? Let me let me run this by you. What if we play three quarterbacks? That's what I'm talking first. about. Yeah, it's not even enough. Come on, no, that's true. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> three quarterbacks in that first game. Is that because Bo's, 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 Bo's redshirt? They're <laughs> playing three quarterbacks in the first game. Think about all that tape Saban's gonna have to look at. We played three <laughs> quarterbacks in that first game. You guys remember when we did that because uh, we thought we were gonna need to do that against the Clemson team, and then it turned out that maybe we shouldn't have done that against. The and then Chandler Cox got a couple snaps. Yeah, oh, that's right. And did his pirouettes. Who's going to be our anchor? We'll get there. Okay. Yeah, right. Running we don't have first. enough time. All right, running backs. Running backs, okay. Oh, Noticeably one missing, position a week. Yeah. missing one guy off of this group, uh, Issa Martin. Uh, mm. We are turning basically everybody else. Cam Martin, Jatarvis Willow, Sean Shivers, Malik Miller, and then two freshmen, DJ Williams and Mark Anthony Richards. I think we go all Malik backfield. We start Willis and Miller. <laughs> And Dunbar? Get, well, get Dunbar no. playing Dunbar H-back. can play football. Ah, his is going. No, he can play football. I can. believe he can. I don't, I don't think so. The way NCAA works is it, your clock starts the second you are on campus. And so he would have gone But you have five years. to play four. So does that count as, does he have one year of football eligibility? He was Juco. I don't think so. It was Juco before he came to Auburn. Right, but that still started his clock. Anyway, let's talk about guys in the football roster. <laughs> He's got one year. Are, are we still sticking with Port Arthur's own Cam Martin, bro? I think Port Arthur's own Cam Martin. He's the only first. guy on campus that anybody else wanted. And from what I understand, that's very much not true. Sean Shivers is a four-star. Was he? Yeah, yeah. he was a four-star. Did, did people D- want him as DJ a running Will- back? DJ Williams has plenty of ACC teams wanting him. What? Mark Anthony Richards was... Okay. Thought to be a king. Uh, That's true. Mark Anthony was a was a four star recruit, wasn't he? Yeah. Right. These freshmen were highly touted. I will say about Cam Martin, Port Arthur's own Cam Martin, is that I think he was hurt. There's a there's a weird story. A lot there. of last year. I think the running back uh, the running back room would have been an interesting place to be last season. And from what I know from talking to people who were on the team, he's the nicest guy on earth. Like, period. Which makes no sense because he's from Port Arthur. But apparently <laughs> wow. he's the nicest guy on Earth. Hot takes. Hot takes. You gotta, I'm not saying you can't be nice if you're from Port is, Arthur. Is Port I'm Arthur the Albertville be, of I'm Texas? I'm saying you gotta be hard if you're from oh, Port Arthur. Okay. Right. Yeah. So Port Arthur is like, yeah, it's more like being from Demopolis. Okay. Union Town. Selma. <laughs> Woodlawn. Woodlawn, yeah. If you're a Woodlawn kid, well, Chris Davis is also College Park. If you're a kid from College Park, that kid in the yeah College Park where Outcast is from, isn't that where UGK is from? Where she was from. She was one of the nicest people in the world. And another great guy, Cam Newton from College Park. Yeah, Yeah. I was gonna say Chris Davis from Woodlawn is one of the nicest people. (laughs) Maybe those places breed nice Nice guys because they're also it's because Auburn makes maybe maybe. Maybe it makes you a nice person. Maybe they're they're mean and hard if they get to the Auburn family. Oh, man. Yeah, the family. <laughs> All right, who's getting a thousand yards next year? Uh, Jatarvius Bubu Whitlow is probably getting a thousand yards next year. Chief. Yeah, we'll go Whitlow. Joey Gatewood. Moving on. Wow. <laughs> Josh Dove, write that down. This guy. Ryan uh, Starrett thinks that 
Not only is he not starting quarterback, quarterback, but he's going to get a thousand because yards. Because Corbin's a starter. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeepers, creepers. It's, it's a real two quarterback system. All right, H-back, you were asking earlier. Yeah. Who's going to be your H-back? Malik Dunbar. That'd be great. That actually would probably be his position. Um, yeah. We have like, a lot of different guys that do a lot of different things at this position. We're going to have a freshman walk-on for Fife, Alabama. Yeah, I didn't even see his name. Who's that? Um, I don't know. He's a He's from Fife. Country <laughs> boy with a high top fade. So. Uh, nice. John Samuel Schenker, the he's really the tight Schenker. end kind of role. What year is John Samuel Schenker? He's going to be a redshirt sophomore. Yeah, I feel like he's been here for What denomination do you guys think John Samuel Schenker is? <laughs> Quaker? Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Reverend Schenker. Could be a Mennonite. Yeah. Harold Joyner, who was a, kind of the H-back oh, turned Wildcat quarterback. Just a big old athlete. He probably makes his wife go by Goody Schenker, <laughs> like from the Crucible. <laughs> Goody Schenker was a witch. <laughs> uh, Spencer Nye, the lead blocker. He was kind of the, the second H-back. In I feel group. like Spencer Nye's... Spencer like Nye the science guy? No, I feel like he's been been at Auburn for like twenty years. Yeah, yeah Do we not have another nine? All of these point? guys. Is he, a, is he a legacy? He's a senior. Okay. Uh, nine on twenty years. <laughs> Luke Deal, another guy. He's more of a. Uh, I think he's in the the kind of lead blocker role. Luke okay. Deal. Luke Deal. He's a six five two. What's the guy. deal with Luke? This is jokes with every single freshman. That's a freshman. He's a freshman. That was and a Seinfeld joke, Ryan. Right? It was Seinfeld. It was a show from the nineties. <laughs> Greatest show of all time. Okay. Yes. It it's about New York. Can't be that good. What? Mm. Uh, show about nothing. JJ it's a show about nothing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. JJ Wilson transferring in from Arizona State from the great Herm Edwards. He's so a he's prospect. Yeah, he's ready probably to starting. Uh, yeah. Is he? Is, is he play, can he play around with? Yeah, he's a grad transfer. Okay. He's a senior. Okay. Um, Any of these guys from Texas? Nothing I know of. Anyways, just the, I'm looking for the hard hitting facts. Yeah, yeah exactly. essentially, I think the H back is going to be everybody's got their own little role, and mm. you know, if you show that you can do other things, you might get more playing time. I don't like that, but okay. Yeah, we yeah. we've kind of been <laughs> spoiled by uh, Jay Prosh and then Chandler Cox the last. This Jade, this kid from Arizona State, seems like he might be the guy though. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who's a converted linebacker, I like his aggressiveness. He's got the size you want: six three, two eighty. Nothing's yeah. more, nothing was more beautiful than a Jay Prosh blue route. Yeah. Just the, all the, the one. <laughs> Jay Prosh's oh, neck so was just beautiful. 80% yeah, of his body. The, the A&M one was my favorite. Oh, yeah. That's the... Just 100% neck and back muscle. Mm. That's all he was. All right, let's get into the wide receivers. I think everybody's on. favorite position group on this offense. Yeah. Uh, so at the nine, we've got Seth Williams, Shedrick Jackson, and Colby Fuqua. Really going to be Seth and a little bit of Shedrick, I think. Seth is awesome. Yeah. Um, any thoughts there? No. Seth's, awesome. Seth's great. Big I think he's man. probably got the best. Hands Seth Williams could there. be the best. Should be the best Auburn nine since Darwin Adams. I think if Duke had, Duke Williams had stayed around, mm, yeah, that would have been the comparison. Yeah, yeah. Um, Duke Williams, like best wide receiver in the CFL. Big guy right will catch anything that comes. Yeah, yeah. and Duke's going to get his chance in the NFL this. Yeah, uh, he's signed with the Bills, night. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Looks like good luck with that. Yeah, um, he might. He's almost did, in Canada. That's probably why. Why did the Bills play outside? Why did the Bills play? Yeah, well, that's a good that's a question. Good point. Uh, over at the five, we've got Sal Canelo, Marquise McLean, and Tyler Fromm. Except for not Tyler Fromm, probably. Toward Wait, Sal's Seattle. back. Sal's back. He's a senior. I was thinking Sal. Sal Canelo. 
Somebody had me convinced Sal was a senior this last year. I think that was just what you wanted to be the case. No, I love Sal. Sal's maybe my favorite player. Big hairy man. He's got long mm-hmm. hair. Just flowing back there. I love it. That touchdown against Washington was Nobody probably harder than me the most beautiful touchdown, touchdown this season. Look, as I, sad as that is. This is going to be the year of the tight end for Auburn. No. Technically, he's a wide receiver. He's a five. Uh, well, never mind. Yeah, he was always a wide receiver, but yeah. he's, he goes on the depth chart. As he wasn't exactly blocking like a tight end. Let's put it that no. way. Uh, at the three, uh, Ryan Davis's old spot. We have Will Hastings and Javarius Johnson. Uh, I take it back. Yeah, no, this is Davis's spot. Uh, I think we all want Will Hastings to go back to what he was. Yep. Who knows if that's possible? Uh, I, knee injuries are never. Yeah. You just don't know. I, I especially um, two of them. I appreciate what Will Hastings did for our team in uh, 2017, um, but I'm no uh, Will Hastings fan boy. I think we should be shooting for higher. So you think Will Hastings is not? No, he's fine. I'm just an yeah. SEC starting maybe, slot maybe, receiver. Yeah, no. Maybe Auburn should do a little better than that. Now I think Will Hastings. I think can... we have enough talent in other wide receiver positions that are going to cut his playing time. So. I think what where I'm pushing back here is so many people were like, oh, yeah, it's just like the Patriots. He's going to go to the Patriots. He's not going to go to the Patriots. Because he's a short white receiver. He's, that, he's that's white. Yeah. I think um, I think he and uh, Stidham were on the same wavelength. Yeah. And I think Stidham trusted him a lot, and that, that was to our benefit. And I think that worked and To out. our detriment this season. Yes. But I think that Hastings could absolutely run around. No, sure. Yeah. And that's I a huge You know, I don't think any of our. But being Anything quick and getting separation in college football is a lot easier against college. Yeah. Oh, corners. I don't yeah. think Will Hastings is an NFL receiver, but no. I think he's a really good Auburn receiver. Yeah. Fair. Oh, okay. Sorry if I blasphemy. I, I, think, I think I think I think Auburn have, can do better than Will Hastings. Yeah, he probably can. I think Will Hastings will have the best season if Bo Nix is a quarterback. Fair to say? Probably. Maybe. I, I think Seth Williams is the best. Why do you say that? What is. He's not. Yeah. What are you getting at? Somebody that can actually throw the ball. Oh, okay. Actually throw the ball. It's such a blast. It's just a, like a shot. Have, we seen, have we seen Gatewood throw? No. No one has seen him throw. We should have seen him in the Purdue game. but you know. uh, So, okay, left wide receiver spot, because you know Gus always has four wide receiver spots, despite never playing four receivers. Uh, we got Eli Stowe, <laughs> Anthony Schwartz, Matthew Hill, and Sean Sheffield, who's a freshman. This is like, a ton of talent at this position. I like position. Schwartz playing that. that. Yeah, it's going to be hard to keep Anthony Schwartz off the field, which yeah. is why I think Eli Stowe might be moving position. To what? To Will Hastings' spot. I can wow. see that. I can see that. Wow. You guys just hate Will Hastings. I, I'm just saying, I think we could, we could have somebody a little Bunch faster, absolute maybe. absolute haters. That move he put on that, SE, that LSU safety last year in 2017. I blocked out that game from my mind. 2017 LSU. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know. First half, the good half. He put a double move on an LSU safety who's probably in the league right now knowing LSU safeties. Yeah. And made him look like a high school JV player. Look, I'm I'm happy a guy like Will Hastings gotten an opportunity. The highest I, I would love, rating of I, any Auburn player ever. I'd love for him to come back and be great. I just uh yeah, I'd like I I want more like good players up. on Auburn doing good. Yeah, there we Sorry go. Sorry I'm the only one who thinks that's 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 <laughs> There's, there's just so much speed at this position, though, between Stove and Schwartz. And, I mean, Sheffield, he's blazing fast, too. Um, could be a 
literal track meet in Jordan-Hare Stadium. If that was the case, Anthony I'd love for us to just go fast all yeah. the time, every play. Either it's either a screen to the right fast, of Shivers yeah. or a screen to the left. Why? Because Joey Gatewood's back there and that's all I can throw? This no, is, that's all Gus called. That's your shot. shot. Gus shot. called all the screens. Gus called all the screen plays. <laughs> uh, okay. Last, last but not least, we got the offensive line. Uh, everybody came back. Yeah, everybody came back, which is, you know, hopefully a good thing. For better or it's, worse. It's better than losing these guys. I guess that's that's yeah. always the upside there. They start they they really had a couple of three good games to end the season. There are the offensive line coaches who yeah. will say that continuity and consistency are like the two most important things. Right. Yeah. So if that's the if those are two most important things, this line's gonna be pretty good next year. Yeah, I they played pretty well against Georgia, um, especially that first half of that game. Except Boston College guy's gone, right? Jack Driscoll, isn't he gone? The guy from UMass? No, he's back. Yeah, UMass. He's and back. Then, okay. Um, I mean, whatever happened between them and Georgia. But then they played well in the Georgia game, and they played well against that JV team we played in the bowl game. Hey, oh, I thought you were going to talk about Alabama. Speaking no. of which, JV team. Yeah, yeah. The Purdue game was the last game Gus called the plays in. What was the game before that that Gus had called? Like, we know for a fact Gus called all of the plays. It's been pre-chip, so it'd have been like twenty sixteen. I don't think Gus called all the plays. It would have been thirteen. I think is the last time he called all. Yeah, Gus has pretty good track record calling all the plays. The last <laughs> game Gus called plays was against Florida State, most likely. Probably, yeah. Why does this guy ever not call the plays? Because apparently, play some... that serial music. It's the stupidest thing in the world this guy's oh. ever done is not call the play. Speaking of, I don't know if you guys saw, but the guy from Serial got... Uh... Adnan? Yeah, he's staying in jail. Oh, so he did it. Oh, think? homie did it. Spoiler alert. Like every judge has told him for the last 15 years? Yeah, homie, homie did it. Well, the cell phone data was yeah, pretty... Yeah. Pretty... Uh, I don't think we're here to... Convicting. To re-litigate uh, the uh, Adnan, uh, whatever his last name is, uh, case. <laughs> Yeah, and then not gonna, not gonna, not gonna not be <laughs> I can't. I just can't remember it. I don't, it's not even that hard to say. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, bye then. Anyway, so, so yeah, we, got, we got Tega coming back. I mean, I'll just go through the starter. We have Tega, Markel Harrell, uh, Caleb Cam's probably gonna be the starter again. Center, I think he was the better of the two. Uh, sure. My coordinate, right guard, and Jack Driscoll at right tackle. The only guy that we're losing that saw any time is Calvin Ashley. So. Speaking of guys who's right, he really didn't see Jack much Driscoll. Time. It's being a guy whose name sounds Australian. It's Jack Driscoll. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Goes on an Australian how's... kick because we talked about Jack Purchase how... earlier how... before the show. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, how how is he not Australian? Jack Driscoll. I don't know. I don't know. But he ended up at UMass. It's like the opposite of Australia. So yeah, I mean, really, the issue with the offensive line isn't this year, but then we lose six guys off of this offensive line. We need to recruit ten. Ten ten of our twenty-two to twenty-five guys need to be offensive line. Yeah. When we start moving some defense. 20, that's why we're saying 2020 <laughs> is, uh, yeah, we will see. That's why I, hey, I how continue many, to does say. Cole Black stuck how many years left? <laughs> He's Cole a senior. Cole. I mean, come on, that guy's he kind of just now on scholarship. So. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't even on scholarship until this He's, year. He's been registered as a player, though. He's been on campus. We do need to find out. So if anybody can answer this, any of our listeners, if you play, 
I we know that your clock starts the second you're on campus somewhere to to play. But We're you got five to super play. Super wrong. I'm probably super wrong on this. You got five to play four. But if you play four in one sport, can you play one in another sport? You should be able to play. It would four. probably be the next NCAA season. That's the question. Yeah. So because you could obviously play four in two sports in the same years. Yeah. I mean, that's not really an issue. But if it's the next year, I want the NCAA to change it to allow kids to play as many sports as many years on campus as they want. You Stay are 20 truly years? just good enough to be a college athlete. And every oh, sport. Eight degrees. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But then you go, well, like, yeah, I'm going to go swim. <laughs> but one of the things that makes college sports fun is that four-year, you have the four years to watch these guys and, and see how they develop before they have to move. It's yeah. one, one of the things that makes it unique and fun. Unless you're Dante Hall and you've been in Alabama for... Ten years. Yeah, uh, T. Martin was at Tennessee for I don't know thirty years, something like that. Ryan, you wouldn't remember that. That was it's that guy that Tennessee wouldn't hire, right? T. Martin yeah. won a national championship. What did the thing Peyton couldn't do <laughs> and beat Florida? Won a national championship. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, it's been an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was pretty good. Not long enough. You guys got anything uh, you want to tell the listeners that you enjoyed this week? Uh, I think I didn't have a Jack's biscuit this week, so that mm. was a bad, bad week. I'm, that calls it stirred up a little. Storm I know on that, on people don't like Jack's biscuits. They're fine. What was a bigger issue on the uh, Twitter sphere? The biscuits or daylight savings time? Oh, daylight savings time. Listen, daylight savings time is idiotic. We no longer are an agrarian based society. Just pick a time and stick with it. I actually don't care which one it is. Oh, it. it I'd prefer not to fall back again ever again. Yes, and just that's what I've always now. We've always needed to be on. Daylight, Central Daylight Savings Time, or otherwise known as Eastern Time. I know that uh, some some of my fellow listeners, as much as I hate hate that as much as anything, I don't. I, Eastern Time's the worst, but it's what it is. Central Daylight Savings Time is Eastern Time. <laughs> Just don't be a dummy like me and live in Alabama and work in Georgia. Oh yeah, it's the worst. It's I've not done great. It. I've done it. It's not good. Not good at all. I finished the stand. It was okay. I don't know. It's like Stephen King's other books. It's really long. Uh, and windy, and then it wraps up in like 100 pages, so it's kind of unsatisfying in a way. Uh, we finished the television show called The Widow on Amazon. Oh, yeah, I've heard that's good. With Kate Beckinsale, the great Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, oh. It's good. Very, uh, love Kate Beckinsale. so many twists and turns. Almost one of those shows where you're like, okay, like another oh, turn. Okay. You know, that's the only downside is that at some point it almost feels like there's like too many twists. Um, but it's only an eight-episode show. so I love eight-episode yeah. shows. So it's, it's great. We British. saw Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, Ryan and I. Um, We're not going to spoil it tonight. Their wives. It, it, uh, I'd go see it. It was fun. Even though there was a girl in it? Yeah, there's a girl. Oh, man. Sorry. I don't like girls being on superhero movies. That was a Samuel L. Jackson movie. Man, the girls need to be rescued, not the rescuers. Movie, if you want to get down to it. A what? A cat movie. Spoilers about a cat? Well, okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll talk about it two weeks. Best movie about cats? Garfield? Oh, I haven't actually seen the Garfield <laughs> With Bill movie. Bill Murray? I haven't actually seen the movie. It's Garfield terrible. is a great t- cartoon show and comic strip. I bet you he wouldn't record a uh, podcast on a Monday. Especially if you like pizza. Ryan Garfield was a yeah, uh, popular No, Ryan strip. obviously knows <laughs> the Monday ever? Oh, I'll recommend something else and I'll turn it off. There's a website called Garfield minus Garfield. Oh, I it see. is terrific. Oh, and 
Um, I'll be posting later a uh, one of those baseball card edits. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's one of a uh, Auburn player, especially for today. Happy 311 day, by the way. Post date. Like I always say, oh, nice. Auburn's a basketball school, and that football is for like losers and people who care about Alabama. <laughs> Is it really football without a tailgate party? I don't think so. Hi, I'm Scott Armstrong of Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Let us do the cooking for your game day get together. Delicious Champ's Chicken is always a crowd pleaser. And with Beeline Foods, great selection of tasty snacks and ice cold drinks, including our awesome craft beer selection, we're your one-stop tailgating shop. Champ's Chicken and Beeline Foods. Fuel up, eat, drink, and think like a champ. Opelika Road, next to Auburn Furniture.